So I can hold my breath for a while, and I like, go under for these 13-year-old boys, and I'm kind of making faces at them, like, whatever. Yeah. And a few seconds go by, and in teenage boy time, it was forever. Yeah. <laughs> and this one kid goes, oh, no, there's no way a real human could hold their breath that long. <laughs> it's the Mermaid Podcast. We've got mermaids on the land and down below. Legs or fins, you will love our show. All the news that makes a splash is on the Mermaid Podcast. Hello, you're listening to the Mermaid Podcast, and I'm your host, Laura Von Holt, the fairy boss mother of Cinderly. Thank you so much to everyone who listened to our first two episodes all about Wiki Watchy Springs. If you listened to our introductory episode, you know that one of the big goals of this podcast is to be so huge that Channing Tatum has to come on our show when he stars as a merman in the remake of the movie Splash. So, every time that you subscribe, listen, share, or review, you are getting all of us just one bit closer to Channing Tatum. Mermaids need their pods, and we are so grateful to have you. We also want to give a shout out to our partner, Curvy Beach, luxury swimwear in sizes 12 to 22. Curvy Beach is a woman-owned small business, and they keep selling out of their stock again and again, thanks to listeners like you. Life is short, love your body, and check out your new favorite swimsuit over at curvybeach.com. This is episode three, where I had the pleasure of talking with Mermaid Mika, a mystic sea witch who lives in St. Paul, Minnesota. Yes, you can be a mermaid even when you are landlocked. Mermaid Mika is also a tarot card reader, a swim coach, and a clown. We had so much fun talking to each other, and we had the giggles to prove it. Half of this interview is giggles, and I hope you get the giggles too, because giggles are like bubbles you can blow without water. There are a few fun things we mentioned in this episode, and as always, I will have the links to them in the show notes at mermaidpodcast.com, which is where you can also sign up for our awesome newsletter and get cool bonuses. And in the show notes, we mention a tarot class that Mermaid Mika is teaching that you can take if you live in Minnesota. And now, on with the giggles. I mean, on with the show. So my name is Katrin and I am a professional mermaid. My mermaid name is Mermaid Mika. Okay, that's really yeah. good. And you also do tarot reading, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I have a lot of questions. You're very fascinating. Um, oh. <laughs> um, okay. So first, like, tell me a little bit about your your mermaid life. I would like to know how you got into that. Yeah. Um, uh, how it, was it works. Super, yeah. It was pretty magical, actually. Um, I have a background in film and storytelling, and uh, as a result, I kind of get invited to a bunch of different fun photo shoots and gigs and things like that yeah that are really really great and I help out and I'm definitely more behind the scenes sort of person and that's mostly just because my background and much like most girls I also had that whole love of mermaids from a very early age but I didn't think that was a thing that people could do you know so I didn't ever think about that and um, pursued other interests, but uh, definitely uh, always, always a passion. And um, I got invited to help out at this photo shoot for Twig the Fairy. 
and I was helping out a bunch of fairies, and uh, they said that I was such a great help that they wanted me to come have me help out at this film that they were doing. They needed some extra mermaids. And I was like, uh, well, let me think about that for <laughs> zero seconds, right? <laughs> yeah, let me think real hard about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I found myself at two in the morning at a mansion, like, way up, like, in some suburb of Minnesota in a saltwater pool and a silicone tail. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is so cool. And I met the girls that made the tales. And at that time, they were just starting it up. Okay. They were just working on things. And uh, I chatted with them because I had so many questions. I'm also an artist. So I really wanted to know about the process and the technique and how they were all made. And, and we really hit it off. And I really liked them as people and so we exchanged numbers and we started talking and they like I said we're just starting off and so they were really trying to figure out how to make uh smaller flukes how to make them more efficiently things like that and I had my own ideas and things like that and so they worked with me and I worked with them and we created this tale so that tale behind <laughs> you uh, yeah. is that's the tale that you made yeah. Wow. Okay, so if people are just listening to this, they can't see it, but it's this beautiful green tail. Um, so tell me, um, tell me a little bit about like the tail. Like what did you, what would, what, what did you want to make? How did it, like what's, yeah. what, how does it work for you? You know? Definitely. So my favorite colors in the whole world, first of all, are um, really greeny greens and deep blues with red. Um, I just really like that combo together. Uh, a lot and so I knew I wanted those colors yeah. uh, and I also really felt like if mermaids were real there would probably be some like combination dinosaur feathered like bird yeah. kind of you know and um this like reptilian combo and so I really wanted to highlight in the shape of my fluke in the shape of the the fins and how they all flowed uh, the references to, to dinosaurs and feathers. And that is so cool. So you, <laughs> that is so cool. So you, because I think a lot of times, I mean, a lot of, one thing I love about mermaids is how many artists represent them and how everyone does it differently and what details yeah. they pick. But you really thought about, like, evolutionarily how they would be in the water and where what references we might have to make right. to make a mermaid. Yeah, oh, yeah. Awesome. And so I really wanted that. And I also really love the combination that, that that mermaids are combinations, you know, that they have such dual natures and that goes for personality too. They have a sinister side as well as a playful side. And I wanted to cap, like capture that as well. So I do have a little bit of black That's sneaking awesome. in. So and it's like it's a, little, a little dark <laughs> and a little fun, a little playful. Uh, okay, cool. Okay, so you were at a mansion doing this amazing shoot. You met these mermaids. Yeah. They brought you into the mermaid <laughs> sisterhood. <laughs> right. You made a tail. Yeah. And now you are a mermaid. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, definitely after after the tail was created, I was like, well, shucks, I got to do something with it, you know? So I, I work at the Renaissance Festival, and I... I actually don't even do a lot of publicity. A lot of people just do word of mouth and it word got around. And so then I started doing birthday parties and weddings and corporate events and things like that. And 
Okay. Yeah. That sounds like the best job ever. So good job. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so when you are performing, tell me a little bit, like, what's the difference between what you're doing at a Ren Fair versus at a children's birthday party? Um, you know, yeah. Yeah, what's it like or what happens? Right. They're so different. They're so different. So at the Renaissance Festival, I'm really a photo op. Like, that we're not allowed to speak, and we do a lot of gestures, it's a lot of miming, which I also have a background in clowning, so that comes in pretty handy okay. to, to really play that up, and it's a, a beautiful setting, it's such a gorgeous, gorgeous location, so I'm surrounded by all this flora and fauna, and tumbling waterfalls, and it's just great, um, it's also really challenging, which we could get into that later if you want to. There's definitely yeah, I'm into all, I'm into all the hard parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so I just I get to silently interact with all of the the people that come through the cove and and take their pictures. And then for birthday parties, it's a lot more exuberant. Um, I can be a lot more vocal, and it's great too because kids usually at birthday parties have a ton of questions. They want to know like, what do mermaids eat? Where do you come from? What do you do for fun? Things like that and so I get to chat with them and we get to swim and I like not all birthday parties are at swimming pools but a lot of them are okay so and, uh, um so when you're at the renaissance festival you're you're a photo op and why don't they let you speak is it some sort of like you don't want to bring an illusion or what I is think it that they like the, the mermaid mystique okay. that um they want to maintain a character personification mm-hmm. And some of the magic and illusion there that might be broken with mermaid speaking. But, yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. I think that is definitely one of the things that I always wonder about when I'm swimming. Like, if I heard a mermaid right now, what would it be like? Would it be like a dolphin? Or would I hear like that? Oh. Right. Well, you do make noises. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and we also are all allowed to say "asi," which means hello in Mermish, we oh, call it. Really? Mermish? That's the language. <laughs> now I know. Okay. Yeah. So you can say "asi," means hello to your fellow mer friends. And uh, we also do lots of cooing. So okay. Oh, like a like a bird or like a like a fish or something, like a fish bird, like a yeah. dinosaur, like you said. Okay, so that, okay, so okay, so if I want to greet a mermaid, I now say "asi," and yeah. then I go. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, but I'm going to try this. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to work on that one. Okay, but now the people know. <laughs> um, okay, that's awesome. So. Tell me about the working conditions of a mermaid. It sounds like um, <laughs> it sounds like you are have to be prepared for anything. <laughs> yes, uh, despite what it looks like on the outside, it is the least glamorous aspect of mermaiding is the getting ready and the like actually embodying it. Yeah. So on the surface, it's all beautiful, flowy, fun, but uh, deep down, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's picture like. You, when you are not feeling your greatest, mm-hmm. trying to get into, like, your tiniest pair of skinny oh jeans. God. Oh, no. <laughs> right? Because it's a silicone tail that's made for your body yeah. shape. So it's, like, the exact same size as your skin. Yeah. So you're trying to get into not something that's a little bit bigger, but your literal skin. Oh God. oh, God. So if you're feeling, like, bloated one day, it's, like, is the tail ruined? Are you going to just stuff it in there? <laughs> it's just real uncomfortable. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I've really got to like load up on uh, some some more people will use conditioners. Mm-hmm. I actually use a silicone a, a non silicone based water based lubricant mixed oh. with a little bit extra water, so oh, it lasts a bit longer. Oh, that's very practical and, and also kind of sexy. Yes, <laughs> it's pretty funny when you have to call around different places. Like, I'm looking for a large bottle of. Uh, Water-based lube. <laughs> like, why do you need so large a bottle? You were just here. <laughs> yep, yep. For no reason. Yep. Oh, that's First awesome. stuff. <laughs> so when you're at um, a birthday party or something, you are in the water more often, like a pool yes. or a Yeah, lake? yeah. Okay. Um, so depending on the setup, I try to situate it so that I can get ready before the kiddos arrive and before the, the group starts so that I'm already in my tail. I'm ready to go. There's no, like, strange now she's here, now she's not, like, thing. But sometimes that happens, too, and I work it out with, I I always, always have to have a wrangler with me. Uh, Again, it's a huge safety thing because when I am in the tail, I am basically a mermaid. I can't walk. I can't stand up. So do they Uh, carry you around, or how do you get around? They'll help carry me. They're my second set of eyes, too, uh, because my other job, I'm also a swim instructor. Oh, and okay. I'm CPR certified. Okay. And so I know a great deal about water safety. And, you know, one of the great things that's also a little scary is that kids can get really excited and sort of forget that they might not entirely know how to swim and they'll all pile on me at once. Oh, okay. I am a strong swimmer, but yeah. in the tail, my swimming and mobility is a little bit limited. So it's really important to have a second set of eyes just to make sure everybody's Literally on the up and up, on the, yeah. above the surface. <laughs> above the water. Everybody say above the water. Yeah. And uh, looking good. And also it's great for uh, wardrobe malfunctions that might happen, you know. An exuberant kid could, like, rip off your top and you're just swimming around. Oh, you like know? Jenna Jackson oh. at the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. So it's really great to have that extra person to have your back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, awesome. Um, and so when you're playing with the kids, like, are you teaching them, like, are you showing them how you swim? Are they just asking you questions about your mermaid life? Do you have games you play with them? Oh, yeah, tons of things. Uh, I have these great sea pebbles. I call them mermaid wishes. We also pass out a similar one to them at the Renaissance Festival. I make sure they're big enough for kids not to swallow. And (laughs) we'll throw them around and they'll be able to duck for them. And some kids, that is all they need, like over and over and over again. They'll they'll dive for it, bring it back, want you to throw it again. And um, lots of kids just want to ask you questions. They want to ask you how to swim. So I do sometimes give little swimming pointers and tips. Oh, that's so cute. I can imagine being like a kid who's kind of afraid to swim or get in the water and then meet a mermaid and maybe it's not so scary anymore it looks more yeah. fun you know uh, and so Aww. i'll do this with them too i do like a fin flip i'll flap um, hit the water i call it a mermaid high five <laughs> and um i'll blow rings underwater rings uh-huh. things like that and so there's lots of Lots of fun things. It sounds like all of your backgrounds have really contributed to making you the mermaid that you are today. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> surreal how much it's just all coalesced and come together. Yeah. Definitely. That's so cool. And so the tail that you have, um, where was it manufactured? How long have you had it? Is it your first tail? Same yeah, tail? we have a okay. one and only, and um, she's about two years old. Oh. She's made right here in the Twin Cities, Minnesota. That's where you live. Okay. Uh, 
That's where I live, and again, a funny thing because I'm landlocked, mm-hmm. but lots of lakes. <laughs> I was wondering that when I when I um, was getting in contact with you, I was like, "Well, she's a mermaid, but I don't know how much water she's got." But yeah, right. lakes. Minnesota mermaid, <laughs> yeah. all, all the lakes, all the lakes. Great. Yeah, and um, the the girls, Finfolk, Finfolk Productions, who made my tale, okay. they were local here, and then they moved to Hawaii, and now they're based in North Carolina. They actually just. Uh, bought a amazing new building, so oh, they're gonna cool. up their production, and it's it's pretty gorgeous and exciting. Okay. I'm really happy for them. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. I've been following them um, for a little bit, and it seems like they're really taking it out. I'll have to have them on the podcast. Yeah, totally. Um, totally. They're amazing. Uh, that is so cool. Okay, so now how do we bridge this the tarot card reading with the mermaid stuff? Does ever, that ever interact? Like, yeah, I, have, yeah. I have a mermaid oracle deck. Do you work with something like that, or what do you work with? Yeah, sometimes I'll use the Oracle deck. Um, it really depends on the gig, you know. Uh, there's been some where they've wanted me to both be a mermaid and a, a reader. So I'll incorporate those things together. That is, okay, uh, hold on, that's just like my dream birthday party. If, like, a mermaid oh, showed up to, like, read my tarot cards, I think I would, fr- I, I, my, all my friends need to know, my next birthday, that's what I want. <laughs> okay, I'd freak out if somebody did that for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really, and those are really fun. I get in the mobility it's not necessarily too much of an issue in that sort of situation because I'm just sitting and reading anyway. Yeah. But comfort, I, I have to limit it to about two hours because sitting bound for that long Ooh. can get, you know, your limbs fall asleep and <laughs> and then you start getting pins and needles and things are getting chafed. And <laughs> I've got, I get more blisters and bruises from mermaid gigs than I've gotten from literally anything else. Yeah, I bet that's kind of quite a bit of compression. You could like eventually get gangrene or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Like- any number of fun things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was actually, not to sidetrack too much, but there was one gig I did at a club where they sat me on the bar, uh-huh. and it's a 35-pound fluke, like, at the end, and they, that was just dangling at the end of my feet, and I was sitting there for two hours dangling. Oh, my God, that's really <laughs> 30, that's, So you were carrying 35 pounds on your feet and just sitting there for two hours, just trying to, like, yeah. hold that up. Yep, yep. Were you in pain? Were you really sore after? Um, honestly, like it's always, it always seems to be the first hour is fine. And then usually about the last 20 minutes are the longest 20 minutes (laughs) of my life. (laughs) And I'm just smiling and going, Oh, I'm not going to have legs after this. That's cool. (laughs) <laughs> you really will be a mermaid. Okay, yeah. yeah, I'll be a so. Um, so do you have the same Wrangler with you all the time, or do you have a couple people that you work no, with? That definitely changes. It uh, depends on availability, and, you know, people have busy lives and things like that, so I change that around. I'd ideally, at some point, really like to get someone who is also a photographer. Usually I'll have whoever the Wrangler is also snap some photos with their phone. Mm-hmm. But it'd be really cool. I know a few other professional mermaids have that combo, and I think that's pretty pretty yeah. great thing to offer people. That sounds pretty sweet, yeah. Um, okay, so so you're doing a reading on a bar or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, like, do, I mean, do people generally ask you a question, or do you just do a general reading for them, or how does it work? Yeah. It depends on the person. I do tarot readings, and then I'll also uh, have done shell casting. Wait, uh, what? What's that? That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, so it's really cool. Uh, I, it's a technique I've been working on and developing myself. There are some readers out there who do, do different forms of oracle reading and divination, like bone casting or runes and things oh, like that. Okay. Similar. And uh, this particular technique I've been working on uh, really works with 
a lot of conversation with the person that I'm doing the casting for. We kind of talk about what it looks like. It's sort of like tea leaf reading, which I do a little bit every now and then um, with shells. Okay. That's um, the coolest thing ever. Okay. (laughs) So, no, I love this because, you know, mermaids have their own mystique, but you're really bringing it out into the world. Like, like, here's some, you know, intuitive mystical knowledge I have. I have a mermaid tale. Like, I could do both. (laughs) Like, I think that's, I mean, you know, there's all of those um, quotes that are like, you know, uh, tell your secret to the mermaid in the wind or something. And I feel like like people yeah. could really just, like, call out a secret to you and you would oh. receive it. You know, that's great that you say that because I really do – it warms my heart because I also tell people all the time that when they come to me, they don't even have to tell me what their question is. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely been situations where they tell me after what the question was and I'm blown away at how intimate and private – this moment is that they're willing to share with me. But lots of times when I do readings, I'll say, you know, don't even tell me what's going on. Just focus on it and we'll think about it and we'll talk about, about stuff. But definitely if you feel like you want to keep it private, keep it private. And then afterwards we'll say, this is actually what was going on. And I'll be like, whoa. (laughs) So you were, you were right on it. Yeah. 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 I love that because I think, um, I don't know if you feel this way, but I think one of the reasons I've been so attracted to mermaids is this idea that to, like, get to know one would show me something about myself, you know, or there would be, like, a side that I could explore, like, learn from the mermaid, or just, there's just this idea, I think, that the mermaids have, like, some sort of wisdom, you know, from the ocean, or from the whatever out there, and and I love... That gets me really excited. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's exactly so cool. what I want to do. Yeah, okay, yeah. No, no, it's so neat. Um, so do you have any, I mean, I always like to hear, I have a performance background too, so I always like to hear like kind of like backstage horror stories. Totally, Do you have one that stands out from your mermaid uh, or tarot life? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the the physical ones are, are pretty rough, but the ones that are just really hard to keep working through are when you get the non-believers. And when I'm reading, oh, I actually love skeptics. non-believers. Yeah, oh. skeptics are my favorite. Okay, actually. wait. Okay, skeptics are your favorite. Okay, because They're it's a my challenge or just... Favorite. Why? <laughs> Why? This is so good. Um, I really like them because I know that deep down, most skeptics are believers who they believed in something so much that it actually broke their heart. And it's just that it breaks my heart. And I really want to tell them, you know, that this is a safe space and that there's room for, for healing and there's room for play and that, um, that there's space for them too. Where it gets really hard is when I'm a mermaid and I'm at a kid's birthday party and there's kids that are disbelievers why and are you not believing? Have they I had know. somebody crush them already? <laughs> no! Right. And a lot of the power that they're getting is from the ability to say that you're not real. And that's a power that I don't want to take away from them necessarily. But they're also ruining it for a lot of kids who do want to believe. Yeah. And so those are just really sticky situations where it's like, man, I, I understand what's happening, kid. But yeah. really... Really? Yeah. Do you got to be stomping on my tail and ripping off, like, oh. on, my, on my fins? Oh, so they're, like, they're like hell-bent on proving that you're not a mermaid. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God, that makes me so sad. I mean, sad for the other kids, sad for you, because, like, geez, don't ruin it for other people, but... 
Also, right. just um, this idea of like not believing. I I I think one thing that's cool about mermaids too is like when when we're little we believe in like a lot of things you know but as grown-ups then it's like you know about the tooth fairy <laughs> you learn right. about all of your, your heroes fall um but there's still an opportunity i think to believe in mermaids as an adult so it it like gives me some hope or connection back to you know the time when i believed in when i believed in things <laughs> Right. <laughs> in this jaded, cynical yeah. world. Yeah, I love what you said about skeptics having been people who believed in something so hard that it broke their heart. Like, oh. Yeah. So, have you ever had like a success a success story with an adult skeptic? Oh, totally. Okay. Um, this wasn't an adult, but it was definitely one of my favorite favorite moments. It was out at Renfest, okay. and there was a whole big group of thirteen-year-old teenage boys, mm-hmm. and you know they're all about the bravado and showing off to their friends yes. and being so macho. Yeah. Coming through the cove, and they're like <laughs> checking us out, and they're like, "Oh man, look how fake they are! They're so fake, fake, fake!" And just like yelling, like letting everybody know that they know what's up, yeah. like. They're, they're on to us, mm-hmm. and they get to me, and the way the cove is set up is that there's different spots, and the last spot is the tank, so we can actually go underwater, and it's sort of like at the zoo in the polar bear exhibit. <laughs> cool, okay, yeah, uh-huh. Under the water, and um, it's an opportunity for them to have a little bit more interaction and lifelike interaction, and one of the things I do train both at uh, the swim school that I work at and just in general, as I do try to practice my breath holding. And so I can hold my breath for a while, and I go under for these 13-year-old boys, and I'm kind of making faces at them, like, whatever. Yeah. And a few seconds go by, and in teenage boy time, it was forever. Yeah. <laughs> and this one kid goes, oh, no, there's no way a real human could hold their breath that long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I could hear him underwater say that, and it, yeah. so it's just really funny. So they're and they like, left, maybe they, they left now. going, oh, I don't know, I don't know anymore, I don't know what to believe, <laughs> and that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so you, like, got them a little bit, that's good. Yeah, it shook them a bit. <laughs> yeah, was- like, oh. um, how long can you hold your breath for? It definitely depends if I'm moving a lot or doing a lot of, um, even hand gestures, uh, my breath holding is limited because mm-hmm. you're using oxygen to move. Yeah. So if I can be totally stationary, I can do about a minute 15 is where I'm at now. Okay. But I'd say if I'm moving excessively, probably anywhere from 45 seconds to maybe almost a minute. Yeah, I noticed, um, I just went to Mermaid Camp, um, awesome. which will be another episode. Uh, listen to that one, guys. Um, but I, I thought, too, when I was going to go there that I would learn all of these moves. And I did, but I realized most of it is just breath work. I'm just trying to stay underwater long enough to do a move. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Absolutely. It's all, do you, so do you have any, I mean, you're a swim instructor. Do you do any other sort of uh, physical training or anything to keep in mermaid shape? Keep, is there a mermaid, mermaid standard of physical fitness, <laughs> like the presidential right, test? Right. <laughs> oh, sometimes. I mean, it, uh, the swim school and teaching lessons definitely takes a lot out of me most days. Yeah. So it really depends on my energy level and time. But I do like to do what I call a 20-minute dance party. <laughs> Okay, that sounds awesome. What is that? <laughs> uh, it's just 20 minutes of dancing and... 
I would love to do it every day, but realistically, I do not. <laughs> be super awesome. My ideal world, that would be my dream. And then, like, 10-minute yoga cool down if I could be just, like, the ultimate Zen princess, but <laughs> I am not. So when I can get that, that dance time in, it's pretty awesome. I now um, am having a dream, and maybe I shouldn't even say this, say this idea out loud or someone will take it from me, but now I'm like, I want to make mermaid fitness videos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Okay, so earlier you were saying that there's a dual nature of mermaids. So can you talk a little bit about that? Because I also I think that's one of the things that's so intriguing about mermaids and also what kind of scares people about them. We don't know. Don't really know. Mm -hmm. And I do use that also in my divination work, that duality and also going deeper. Mm -hmm. Because there's also that mystery of the darkness Mm -hmm. and their ability to come up to the surface, be superficial, playful, fun with you. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, where their home is, is deep down below and in, in all that unknown. Yeah. And uh, historically, there's, you know, the, the myths about sirens and drowning. And while I, I work to actively keep people from drowning yeah. there's a side of me that actually kind of likes those stories because yeah. of the the complexity of femininity you know that um being a woman and being a feminine object can be powerful mm-hmm. and I, I i like i like that deadly aspect <laughs> yeah. i'm right there with you i'm very drawn in literature and things to stories of like violent or vengeful women so right. that, that part of mermaid stories when it turns like dark <laughs> so I was like, like yeah bring it, girl. yeah bring it, girl. <laughs> get what you need <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um i know i love that yeah yeah exactly and um you know all the old sailor stories are like they would kiss you but then maybe they would drown you you know so it's oh, like oh right. and i was like i mean i think that probably speaks a lot to like historical fears of like powerful female sexuality but yeah. um but also this idea that like given any given day depending on their mood you might Live or die. <laughs> so yeah. so fun. So stay on stay on a lady's good side. Yeah, that's what that's like, guys. Stay on a lady's good side. <laughs> um, so, are there any mermaid legends or stories or movies or books um, that inspire you or that you love? Yeah, um, you know, obviously, Little Mermaid and Splash mm-hmm. at a very young age affected me. Got really deep into my psyche. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I rewatched Splash recently, and I was like, oh, this is the reason I moved to New York. I didn't even know it. it just, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. it just, like, gets in there. Yeah. Uh, I, I also really, really love the old Selkie stories. There's something about um, their, their colder waters, the combination of also fur and fin that I find really beautiful. I feel like they're a little bit less understood so I like that aspect as well um yeah and they're in colder waters where most beautiful mermaids you think of these like gorgeous tropical climates which I would love to experience uh but being in Minnesota you know I'm 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 cold all the time (laughs) so I like the idea of having this nice seal coat like the selkies might have and that's pretty awesome I just realized that you are in the cold all the time so when you're at birthday parties and stuff are you indoors mainly 
Or... It depends on the gig. Okay. Uh, lots of the pool parties are in, at indoor pools, but I have done a few gigs at lakes and even in the Mississippi River. Ooh, that's cool. <laughs> that's very cool. And actually, one of the gigs that I did at a lake was one of my favorite gigs I ever did because I got to get in the lake before the kids got there and they had a boat like a pontoon boat and they were just like hanging out on it and then the dad goes hey what's that over there and I got to swim up to them like a real mermaid oh my god no wait wait you're on the boat and a mermaid like (laughs) swam up to them I would yeah. have lost it. Oh, that <laughs> sounds so... Oh, my God. That's the perfect entrance. Like, you get 10 million bonus points for that entrance there. It was yeah. really, really awesome. Yeah. And what was so funny was that for the first, like, 10 minutes, they were just speechless. They didn't know how to respond. Right, because you were a real mermaid. <laughs> swam up to them and was like, what's up? Are we hanging out today? <laughs> yeah, and they didn't know what to say. They didn't know what to do. And at first, the parents were like, uh-oh, is this a really bad, like... Or have we scarred our kids for life? Right, right. And like, we'll never go back to the lake again. But then, after that 10 minutes of just total silence with their mouths open, they were nonstop questions. They just oh, yeah. like were silent and then. So, what's the craziest or most surprising question that you've ever gotten from a kid or a mermaid question from a kid or a party goer or something else? question. Is there ever one that you, like, just could not answer, like, at all? (laughs) Well, I always am conflicted about when they're asking me if I'm a mermaid. And a lot of that depends on age, because I don't want to be, like, it's not my responsibility to tell you what's what. Yeah. And I don't know if if I'm supposed to play along or if I should tell you, for real. And some parents appreciate that Mm -hmm. either way. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so those one that that question is always hard. Every time it gets asked, I'm like, uh, yeah. yes. <laughs> right. I, yeah, I see that too. I I would want to be like yes because I want to believe, but also yeah. there's some in other times in my life I have legs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know I think that it's empowering for some kids to know that yeah I am a real mermaid and yeah I'm a real human. Yeah, like yeah that they're... and that works with the duality of the mermaid and that I can hold both of those simultaneously is pretty cool right and kids are kind of great about that too about understanding some that some things are completely dual in nature um yeah like like eventually kind of catches up and they want like hard answers but there is this like beautiful malleable stage where it's like yeah you could totally be a mermaid and a person at the same time like it works with their imagination Yeah, yeah yeah And so I think that that's what's really great about those moments is that there's a moment to be really vulnerable and honest with kids Mm -hmm. in a way that they can understand and appreciate. Yeah. And it makes it actually even more magic, even though you're, you're being real with them that they can then just like what you're saying, take it. And it's a more powerful magical tool. Yeah. Um, so do you have any mermaid idols or is there like a mermaid level that you would love to get to? Like if, like if time and money were no object, is there a certain mermaid yeah. life you would live? Well, you know, Hannah, Hannah Frazier mm-hmm. is someone I feel like a lot of us aspire to be just because, um, one, she gets to do so many cool things and go to so many places, but she's also such a great advocate. Mm-hmm. And the work that she does for ocean conservation is really awesome. And I'd love to have that kind of clout, you know, like that just to take my name with me would help promote a cause that I care about would be 
real awesome. So what would be the cause that you would champion if you were the world's most famous mermaid? (laughs) (laughs) There's so many. I think with my work with tarot and art and mermaiding, one of the things that I really try to work with with people uh, is a a form of self-empowerment, particularly with people who don't have a lot of power, maybe don't have a lot of voice. And it's something that I continue to do. I work with um, women's groups uh, at at women's shelters, so women who have had really terrible lives and uh, are struggling to kind of find their, their power and their voice again. So... Yeah, um, I'm a big advocate for social change and social justice and empowerment of the little people. I love that. I love what you said about that because I think ocean conservation often ties in well with with mermaids, you know, and environmental awareness. But there's what we've been talking about, this dual nature of women and like this, the the power and, um, you know, like the, the divine power of femininity is expressed in a mermaid is like an awesome symbol for, um, you know, women who don't have power in their lives and like an awesome kind of talisman or um, mascot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can see that. That's super cool. I, I never thought about it that way. That like the mermaid k- means different things to different groups of people, um, right? And and not just like a friendly, fun friend in the ocean, but like somebody who knows like darks and depths and plays between the surface and the and the deep and can be like a role model. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And there's so much to, you know, I'm sure in your mermaid research you've come across this as well, that there's so much fetishization of yes. mermaids as well. Yes. And that's something that is, like, there's a certain sexual aspect of mermaids, but the interesting thing is that they actually don't have those parts. Okay, so is that what, because I have lots of ideas on what parts they have, because I write right. mermaid, I'm mermaid romance, so I think a lot about mermaid genitalia. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, no, keep talking about that. I love that. So what parts, like, do you think they... Let's go. Yeah, keep going. I have questions about <laughs> Well, what I want to say is I also have done burlesque in the okay. past, and uh, there's this idea of reclamation, like reclaiming uh, your your sexual identity and your sexual power. And it's really interesting when I'm performing at a gig or at RenFest, especially RenFest because, you know, the body is all, all omnipresent there, yeah. but you're in this sort of safe, safe space for children. Okay. And again, that's like a really strange duality that you're maintaining this, um, like sexual identity for some people. Whereas there's also this idea of, of asexualness yeah. that they, they don't fit like physically show those, those, that right. genital Right. right. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. And that's also another interesting thing of, like, um, the one facet of mermaids is that they can, um, like, f- flirt or be coy with um, their sexuality because yeah. it's really known only to them. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't really know what's going I on. I don't know what's going on down there, but I have some questions. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I love that, too, this idea of... Um, I think that's one of the things I've been drawn to, too, with other people are, too, with mermaids and, and you know, how kind of prevalent they're becoming more and more. Um, but that it is like a way of reclaiming the body, which is interesting because you kind of cut out, cut off half your body. Oh, my God, you have a cat. Everybody, there's a yeah. cat on the podcast. Anytime there's an animal, that's good luck. Um, but, yeah, like they're cutting off half the body to reclaim the body or a way of movement or a way of um, being. 
So, so cool. Um, I love it. Well, this has been totally awesome. Is there any last mermaid thing that you know that other people don't know that you think they should know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I definitely want everyone to know that it's not as glamorous as it looks on the outside. And that also goes in with that whole feminine mystique stuff and the duality of being a woman is that, man, every lady knows there's a real ugly side of being a woman, (laughs) right? And, um... Yeah, it's it's a lot of work and it's really demanding, but it also is incredibly rewarding, which I know everyone knows. Um, yeah, it's just an exciting time to be a mermaid, especially since everybody, it's like becoming such a thing and yeah. I think it could be a real movement and I love the mermaid community and it's just real awesome. Yeah, that's <laughs> so cool. Uh, so one totally not important question but curious for me um do you have to shave your legs before you put on a tail does it make it easier or not easier (laughs) yeah so that's a great great question when i am working fast i never shave Mm -hmm. deep dark secret everybody knows now (laughs) Uh, (laughs) she's not shaving her legs people she's just wearing a tail i'm just like whatever (laughs) you don't even care and but at my swim job i have to it's one of the requirements oh really okay yeah okay um which i think is so funny but um i'm kind of a backwards hippie in that (laughs) i would if I had a choice, I would probably never ever shave my legs. Yeah. But I shave my armpits all the time, like yeah. religiously. So that's why I'm the backwards hippie. Yeah, I like, I like it. You're like you can you can pick, <laughs> you can pick and shave. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's like you know that's feminism. We get to pick now, which right. parts we do you want to shave? Exactly. <laughs> I love that you don't shave before you put on a tail. I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me really happy yeah. to know that. Um, this has been totally awesome. You're. An incredibly fascinating mermaid, tarot reader, clown, and burlesque performer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I definitely want to get my shells casted. (laughs) Um, And there's also bubble work and scrying. What? No, you're like, your LinkedIn (laughs) must be so long. Like, your list of skills is really good. There's just, I mean, and that's the fun thing about mermaids is that the possibilities are endless. Yeah possibilities are endless that's a perfect place to end okay thank you so much for coming here thank you thank you for listening to cinderly's mermaid podcast and thank you to mermaid nika for her time and a friend of the podcast cat rainy for making this interview happen more photos and information about mermaid nika can be found in the show notes at mermaidpodcast.com if you like what you've heard please subscribe on itunes and leave a review mermaids love reviews If you join our mailing list at mermaidpodcast.com, you can get special bonuses. For instance, Mermaid Nika did a special tarot card reading that went out only to our subscribers. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Mermaid Podcast. And if you know a mermaid or a mermaid expert we should interview, you can fill out a Google form linked also in the show notes at mermaidpodcast.com. As always, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to email us at podcast at cinderly.com. In our next episode, I interview Julia Ember, author of the novel The Seafarer's Kiss, a queer retelling of The Little Mermaid. It's the Mermaid Podcast. We've got mermaids on the land and down below. Legs or fins, you will love our show. All the news that makes a splash is on the Mermaid Podcast.